Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, welcome back to Billboard's Line Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Griselda Flores. Before we go into our interview of the week with Oso Matli, I'm going to give a special shout out to Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, who this week crowned the Billboard Hot 100 with their monster hit Despacito featuring Justin Bieber. And get this, the song is the first mostly Spanish language number one since La Macarena in 1996, and it gives Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee their first ever number one on the Billboard chart. And that's not all. It makes Justin Bieber the first ever to notch new number ones in consecutive weeks. So, really amazing. And actually, why don't we listen a little bit of Despacito right now? Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído. Para que te perdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto. So that's Despacito, Luis Fonsi, and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Congrats, guys, on your number one on the Hot 100. And with that, we can go into our interview of the week with Osomatli, who stopped by the Billboard office here in L.A., to talk about their new amazing album titled Nonstop Mexico to Jamaica. And it's a tribute album to great Mexican classic songs like El Noa Noa, Como La Flor. And it features artists like Juanes, Regulo Caro, and Gabi Moreno. So it's an amazing album. If you guys haven't checked it out, please do so. So the band stopped by... Uh, uh, billboard and we talked about the album but we also talked about politics and it's always delightful to talk politics with Osomatli. so without further ado i leave you with my interview with Osomatli. i hope you enjoy uh well welcome to billboard's line connection podcast i'm griselda flores and today we have Osomatli in the building i'm so happy to speak with you guys i've been wanting to speak with you guys because you guys just dropped an amazing album nonstop uh mexico to jamaica Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes. It's a wonderful day here in L.A. Beautiful day, actually, yes. right? Always. It's and, L.A. And, you know, and we have Azrew here. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we have Azrew, and then who else do we have? I'm Raul. I'm Ulises. Cool. So let's talk about that album, because you guys kind of took a little bit of From Everywhere and made this amazing album with, uh, like, a tribute to classics, like Noa Noa, Volver, Volver, Como La Flor. With artists like Juanes, Regulo Caro, how did that happen? I mean, it's just 
a little bit of everything, and you guys made a masterpiece out of it. Well, it's interesting because as a band, we've never been um, a band that does the whole covers thing. We always kind of would maybe play one here and there, never really make it a thing for us. But um, one night, we were kind of jamming out on this song called Cumbia de los Muertos, and in the middle of it, we have kind of like a set open section where we kind of play like this reggae dub vibe, descarga kind of thing, and... Um, Will Dog, I guess, started singing the the lyrics to this song called uh, Tragos Amargos, which is a Ramon Ayala song, over the changes of what we were doing. And then, it, like, instantly, like, the audience kind of, it was like this instant reaction to that mashup of it. And then Justin um, obviously got inspired by it. He was like, man, it would be kind of a good idea. It's just, like, figuring out really cool songs that resonate like from the Mexican songbook, mm-hmm. old and new, and then doing it in the reggae style. And that's how it got this, the, the wheels turning. What really kind of like put it on the next level was once we got like Sly and Robbie involved. And then that was like, because it's, they're such legendary yeah. production team from Jamaica. So mm-hmm. to really have that, that touch and the songs, it, it was really fun to do. How did, yeah, how was working with Sly and Robbie? I mean, they're just iconic. Did they come after, or you guys had this idea? We, or Well, we actually, originally was from, a, we, uh, we wrote a song with them, right, Azju? Yeah, we did this uh, song with them called Affinity uh, mm. about three, four, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And I remember uh, it was their single, and, and uh, uh, I remember talking to his assistant slash engineer, and and yeah, he had a really thick kind of a Jamaican accent, but it was kind of mixed with something else. Turns out that Sly and Robbie's whole like uh, everybody that they work with, their musicians or staff, they're Japanese. That they and what? one guy in particular, this guy Kaz, he's I guess he went there on on some trip with his business, and he met Sly and Robbie, and he d- did some music. He plays instruments too. Uh-huh. And uh, whenever they do music, it's Lion Robbie and Kaz and a couple of other Japanese guys at the band. Oh my God, that's crazy. Like, yeah. So I'm talking to this guy, and yeah. he's got a really thick Japanese accent with mixed of, of a lot of uh, Jamaican slang. So everything ended with man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, do you have the music, man? But very, I can't even do his accent. It was pretty rad. But all of us like grew up that's listening so cool. to either groups that they were in or music that they produced so it was like such a big deal you yeah. know to be able to like you know get that stamp of approval from them even though you know i mean maybe to most non-music nerds it's like who's Lou and ruby yeah. but just google it damn it you know you'll figure it out eh that's what yeah. we say on stage because like, we always say like yeah, we got this record, and we did it with Sly and Robbie. And you're like... Cricket. Well, no, it depends on the guy. Like, you know, if you don't know who it is, you know, just Google it. Fuck you. you know, <laughs> I can see that, right? It's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Get it out. You know? Yeah, that's right. If you don't know who Sly and Robbie is... It's like so. Mexicans, you know, if you don't know who Raul Velasco is. Oh, right? so, or right? come on, Vicente Fernandez. Oh, no, that's, different. That's, that's different. different. that's different. That's different. That's if different. If you don't know Raul Velasco, is right. you don't know the entertainment, bro. Right, right. The inners. Yeah. The inners. So was this kind of like a, como se diría, like a epic moment in your career where you're working with Sly and Robbie, who you, you know, just idolized. It's one of the things, lucky things that we get to do, and we've gone to do. There's a lot of people all of a sudden who show up, we become friends with, or we get to work with, or we get to play with. We've, I think, the first time. I experienced Sly and Robbie with the band was in Belgium. 
It was at mm-hmm. a festival. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, in the summer in Europe, they have incredible festivals all mm-hmm. over the country, uh, all over the area. And I just remember feeling that bass. It was overwhelmingly, like, inside my body. And just all, as musicians, I think, you know, we pay attention to the way they play and, and, and uh, you know, his particular style of drumming. And it's super inventive and creative. And so this was another great thing for us. That, well, wow, this is another thing where we get to kind of check it off the list. So it was very meaningful for us. And they're so interesting as performers on stage. I remember I got to hang out uh, backstage while they were performing in Australia. And mm-hmm. uh, the bass player, you know, Sly and Robbie are a drummer and a bass player. Mm-hmm. And they're the team. Like, if you hear uh, songs like uh, Underneath It All by No Doubt, that's them. They've, co- they've co-produced it and they, they helped write the song okay. and they played on it. So the bass player is always, no matter what the weather's like, he has a trench coat. <laughs> you know, and then and then there's the drummer who always brings this milk carton with a pillow, and he takes it everywhere with him to play drums on because nothing still... really works for him. <laughs> so to be able to sit on it, and he always brings this this milk carton yeah, yeah, yeah. with a pillow from home, and he takes it on tour with him. Do you that think he carries he it on on the plane? I don't know, man. Or he has a special case for it. <laughs> Maybe. Or is it just part of the rider? Yeah. Nah, but milk, but, but milk cartons are pillow. different yeah. shapes in different, different parts places. of the country. Yes, <laughs> he probably brings his own. Yeah, he brought his own. Yeah. Man. I've never seen That's a milk carton like that. You know? That's pretty rad. <laughs> like, we should make yeah. something like that. Like, dude, Azrael always brings... Well, what do you guys bring? Is oh, there something... Julio always oh. brings Frito. Yeah, I bring Frito everywhere. His dog. Frito's his dog. Yeah. <laughs> in case you can't see it on the other yeah. side of this microphone. My green and Frito. That's it, huh? That's all you need. Do you guys have anything that you guys... Always take with you? No, I mean, not not so particular like that. We all have our hard instruments. You know, I just need to have my guitar, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So long as I got that, I'm cool. Yeah. I need my iPad. If I don't have my iPad, I, I, I can't do anything. I take it everywhere with me, probably more than my horn, you know? Yeah, but I, I need it, because it could turn into a keyboard, and, you know, I forget lyrics a lot nowadays, so I need that. I need it it's in somewhere. Just in case, yeah. just to look It's over. his little ghetto monitor, case. like yeah. the Osborne style. Yeah. That's when you know you've been around a while. <laughs> How does that song go? I don't know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Like, Literally after 20-something years, they're like, wait, what song is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I then, that. how did the, like Juanes and Regulo Caro come about, or Gaby Moreno? Um, Juanes, we were kind of had run into him at different like yeah, like award him. ceremonies and stuff and he was always like oh Somali I love that song Come Los Muertos <laughs> I forgot what song he liked too and definitely that one yeah and then um, so um, he performed at the Microsoft in downtown and okay. I guess reached out to whoever wanted to come through and jam and me and Raul were like we're going you know so we ended up playing with him and then he ends up singing that song a lot at the show okay so we're playing this song that we've been playing since like we were like kids yeah with this guy who really likes it and it's a totally different crowd and everyone's going bananas so you're just like whoa that's a trip right? <laughs> that was cool he's a really good guitarist no, he's a really he good is. guitarist yeah. he, he, he's yeah. playing a, a guitar solo on no no but that was cool when we and were, that was we, the thing we just asked him hey what do you want to do on this and he was like i want to do a guitar solo and yeah. you're like all right yeah. well, he up? is kind of like the latino john mayer 
Oh, he is. Yeah. Huh. That's a good. That's a kind of a good analogy. I noticed that one. But John Mayer is a little more me- old school. Like, like he's a little. You could tell he was more in the metal, right, Juanes? For sure. Oh yeah. 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 Sure. His first yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. Mayer isn't that much. That because it's either hard, you know, hard metal or it's like like Rodrigo and Gabriela. Yeah. Like they're old school metalheads. Yeah. Because they either you go metal or you go like, you know, Morrissey or punker. <laughs> bunkers. But I remember when we were learning, he was wanted to know how to play the intro to uh, just a little guitar lick. Oh, right. got, the, the him, who's a really great guitarist, and him, they both came up to me. How does it, we were trying to figure it out? How does it go? That was kind of a cool little That's moment. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so anyway, yeah, from that, <laughs> from that, it was just like, hey, you want to do this? And Lucaro, it was more of a connection with Will Dog. Because oh. Will Dog is, I mean, it's funny because he's like the one guy that's super into like bandas, corridos. The Jewish guy. Figure. The Jewish <laughs> the Jewish guy. Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you can come anytime in my neighborhood. You'll wake up to it on Sunday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he loves that music a lot and uh, and in, immersed himself in a in really deep way from singing it to recording it and, and um, getting to know all the musicians in mm-hmm. those circles. So he connected with Regulo, and, and that he was the connection to that one. Like, Very cool. And it was crazy because it's like um, he has this tiny studio in the back of his house in Silver Lake, and you know Regulo showed up and took pictures. Like, I'm over here, you know. <laughs> then it's of course like he has way more like crazy Instagram fans, and yeah. they're all like, "You're in Silver Lake? What? <laughs> I'm gonna meet you there." Fuck, and no, why'd you have to tell people? I know. <laughs> He's a really nice I guy. Know. Yeah, I like yeah, the way that nice song guy. came out. Oh, yeah. yes, Andar yes. Conmigo, Julieta Venegas song. We got to play that at the Troubadour a couple weeks back. Yeah, we showed cool. up. Yeah. Which Very is great. Cool. With the yeah. banda, too, with yeah. the banda. So that was great. That was cool. Did they pick the songs or did you guys distribute it? Uh, it was kind of both. I mean, we, you know, I think, uh, I don't yeah. know. That one, I think, we just gave it to him and he said, yeah. Yeah. And he did uh, it. Yeah, somewhat, it. Everyone was a little different. Different. You know, yeah. like, and I, I think Justin had ideas, too, who... When songs would come up, part of it was just like reaching out to people we've known for years mm. in different ways. And sometimes it was people we had just happened to be hanging out with, like Juan is. Oh, we just played this gig with him. Maybe he'd be into yeah. recording with us. And right. he was. And, and uh, it wasn't all thought out. It's kind of like the way we do things. We don't really think it out too much. Yeah. I think maybe... Maybe we should try it one day, but we never really do that. And we just people just called their friends and anyone who thought might be cool for every, any particular song, and that I think was a surprise. I think for me, like a uh, Kyle from Slightly Stupid, this reggae band that's really popular from San Diego, he sings on La Bamba. I didn't know what he was gonna do. I thought he, he did a great job, yeah. you know. And so I think these kinds of surprises that you get when you mix things up are, are actually really fun. Yes, lo que iba a decir. I mean, the whole album. I mean, le hacen mucha, le hacen justicia a todas las canciones. I think it's amazing. They sound so different from the originals, but mm. you guys do justice to all. Oh, of these thank songs. you. Really? Because that's like yeah. a big deal. No, yeah. seriously, because that's a big deal. Even like. Like, uh, Azu's dad threatened to stab him if he didn't do <laughs> Noah Noah correctly. Yeah, Mijo, like, straight up. This is a Noah Noah. Yeah, okay. You, you got Juan Gabriel, you can't most, mess with that most. music. Yeah. You can't mess it up. And you have to sing it well, and everybody has to play really well. Es un tipo de calidad que no, que no tienes, no lo puedes chingar, hijo. Okay? Yeah. No lo jodas. Yeah, All yeah. right, dad, I'll no do pressure. my best. <laughs> well, and the cool thing, though, too, is that, I mean, of course, 
you know, some people might be like, I don't like their version of this or that. And of course, there's people who love it. Yeah. But the cool thing for me was that we actually showed a, a lot of these recordings to the actual composers. Mm. And oh. they were like, they liked it, you know. Okay. So, you know, at least, right, right? Everybody. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We showed it too. It was like, hey, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I or they were just really polite. Or they either they're really nice to us. <laughs> yeah. That's not hurt also like, feelings. <laughs> like, don't get all butthurt. You screwed up our song. <laughs> you screwed it up. Oh, like there was a funny story like that of like I think Joe Strummer when he or when the Clash did a cover of Police and Thieves, uh, like some of the Junior older, Mervin. Yeah, yeah, Junior Mervin. I forgot. Great it was song. Like, they really nice song. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> funny. I never heard that story. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it's really it's super cool, and I, I think that was the whole thing too. Is that um, not only did we kind of tip our hats to like these amazing musics, but then also to the kind of musical history of Jamaica because in each song it's like it's not just reggae you know kind of like of course generalized like for the masses like or Mm -hmm. reggae but there's songs that are like more ska then there's songs that are more rock steady then there's songs that are more kind of like into what's going on now with the dancehall sound Mm -hmm. and so it's actually kind of like even delving deeper into the Jamaican uh, musical history Mm -hmm. you know and very cool that you guys are also singing in Spanish because you guys Mm -hmm. hadn't uh, recorded an album in Spanish, and this is yeah. mostly Spanish. It's mm-hmm. all pretty much, it, yeah, few, over ninety percent Spanish, yeah. which is the most we've ever done. Because usually it's always been kind of fifty fifty ish English, and they speak it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's been like ninety ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, wow. one, I kind of miss singing in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. 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 I would one pick one song from the album, and then uh, the best memory they have from that song. Mm. From this album. <laughs> Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a fucked up memory, but in the <laughs> sense that like I remember when we were first starting to pick songs and then or record these songs, La Bamba came up, mm-hmm. and me and Raúl were one of the first people who were like Chale, Chale, like this song, like everybody and their moms recorded it, and everybody has like some version of it. 
I mean, really, are we going to do this shit again, you know? And um, so just straight up honest vibe, like I wasn't feeling it. But yeah. then it's crazy because two things changed in me. Well, obviously, Kyle's verse and the way we recorded it, it really kind of changed the vibe of the song and presented it, I think, in a super unique way. Mm-hmm. And then number two, uh, between La Balma and also Besame Mucho, I realized the kind of universality of that melody and how it penetrates on all levels of society. Like, we'll be playing in the most whitest of white, white, white areas. Like, like Concord, New Hampshire, right? Guys? Yes. We were just there. And it was a pretty older white crowd, you know? And we're playing the, the Mana song. They're nodding their heads, eh? That's cool. That's cool. We start playing this song in Noah Noah. They're waiting. You know, they're feeling that. We start playing La Bamba and we start playing Besame Mucho and the place just goes bananas because they obviously have a connection to that melody. Mm -hmm. And it really tripped me out, especially Besame Mucho. Like you see these ladies like holding their hearts (laughs) and shit. Like they got all feelings like crazy. Like Besame Like, Azu was like Don Juan to the thousandth degree at that moment. Yeah. And and that those I just needed a mustache. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things. So like Besa Mucho and well particularly La Bamba, it completely changed my attitude about it. So it was kind of a bad to a good experience in a lot of ways, you know? Very cool. Yeah. What about you, Azu? Uh oh, I, I like when different musicians come in and do something to the song that gives it a different color, just like what Kyle did with La Bamba. Because, you know, I think I remember being in top 40 bands in Huntington Park playing La Bamba. Yeah. Like a salsa version. Like they're off of Pacific? Yeah. How does that go? <laughs> you know? However but, it went. Then, <laughs> but uh, when I heard Gabby Moreno um, do her part with it with just a guitar and her voice mm-hmm. and then had it somewhere put ourselves into it and trying to match that kind of a vibe it's it's cool because it's you know we have been a band that's been around for 22 years and counting and you know it's great to get a fresh perspective from someone else like that mm-hmm. whether it be a producer or a different artist and just getting the energy from a woman you know and it really really helps like yeah. it, it brings a different side to it so it forces the band to like try something different you know like we're always we're known as the party band everything's a party 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 you can you, know? you can tell the enthusiasm yeah. in his yeah, voice yeah, yeah. It just, <laughs> for the party well, well you know it's like if you, you get if you have lobster every fucking day you get sick of it yeah not me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i cool, but i hear you i hear you i'm not trying yeah, to yeah, kill yeah, you. I'm, so, I'm not trying to kill the, your party over you, there you're hearing you're hearing the 22 fucking years of us being together so i'm really happy that somebody else came in and actually brought something to us and that gabby moreno track is just the magic it yeah, really, she's a great she's singer. A, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. it was cool because that she sang that song in English first. Right. And they were kind of like some of these songs have histories in that yeah. particular song. Was, I think there's like Dean Martin has a version or something like in English. That's yeah. really popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started singing it and they were like, Do you know any Spanish one? And she goes, I know it in Spanish. They were like And she just recorded it with a guitar on her own and the music was built around that. So the, oh, wow. the instruments came like mm-hmm. all the band came mm-hmm. afterwards, and uh, and it's a really 
unique track in the album, and I think it's really beautiful. A lot of these songs yeah. came out in a time when it was really about the songwriter, and if the song was really good, it would translate it in almost every other language. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like Solamente Una Vez, like uh, Somos Novios is the same as It's Impossible, you know, like yeah. Besame Mucho, I mean, even the Beatles did a, a English lyrics for that. There was lyrics of all different kinds of music like that, you yeah. know, and you could go down the list and find English versions of these songs, you know, like, the, I mean, that was like the golden years of Mexico. Yeah, and that's, that's what it really was. And the times of Pedro Infante, the times of Jorge Negrete, of, of uh, Alvaro Carillo, Jose Alfredo, you know, like all, all those composers that all of their music, like Consuelo's, uh, um, Consuelo Vasquez's version of mm-hmm. Desame Mucho. I mean, that how many languages has that yeah. been put into? I think it's it was, one of it the most golden, translated songs. Yeah. It was a mm-hmm. golden era for songwriting, mm-hmm. just straight coming from Mexico. And... It was really an important time in the history of Mexico for just the artistry of it. I mean, the the Mexican Mexico City version of Hollywood back then, the golden era of the silver screen in Mexico was huge. Mm-hmm. It was, and you'd always see in all of these old movies all these Mexican actors crossing over into yep. the Hollywood, and, and there was it was huge. It was yeah. a big thing, see. you know. But it, I mean, para Mexico, you know, it's like. Is really paying tribute to at least that era of, of that time in Mexico when it was it was that on point, you know, it was that good. Mm-hmm. The quality of music was incredible. Yeah. And it's and it just resonates through history in any language. Ara, I know you guys were on tour uh, with the United Together tour. Um, are you guys touring with this album as well, or what we, else can we expect? We've been playing these songs as soon as we finish the recordings, you know, and we give a sound. We usually play a few full, and then we do a medley that has maybe like four or five, uh, just kind of depending on what the crowd is. But we, um, yeah, we've been playing them all the time. So we've been having fun with them. Yeah. yeah. And it's different. It's challenging. I mean, people think you don't realize the subtleties in all these different kinds of music. And I think with all of us, when we show up, some guys are more well-versed in other kinds of music than mm-hmm. others. So, you know, you may think it's just the guitar part is just like the stroke, just over and over. But it really, you, there's more to it than that, and you have to kind of learn and the feel of it in a way that makes it uh, as authentic as it can be, yeah. you know? And, and just so that... Um, there's just kind of groove as a band that we're because we're diff- we're playing different kinds of songs, different kinds of music, and so that's fun, you know, to kind mm-hmm. of like dig into your musicianship and try to figure something out that feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Now to kind of end the podcast, I know you guys have never shied away from like, politics mm-hmm. and uh, political questions. So, how has it been? Uh, if there has been any change, or if you guys have noticed anything uh, touring or performing in Trump's America. I mean, Trump's America is, I, I don't think it's that, I mean, it's its almost like the the news is so crazy, you know, and there's elements of people who I think feel, that you see who feel emboldened, you know, by it to maybe talk on their dormant racism or racism that, you know, they keep in check in a different way. But I think we have always, um, you know, been an example of, what we consider America, you know, where we show up and there's three Mexicanos who are mixed, even like one one guy's Spanish and one guy's from Mexico. I grew up here, you mm-hmm. know, my parents were born here, but I consider myself Chicano. There's a Jewish guy, Japanese guy, African-American guy. And so I think just 
doing what we do, being out there playing music, it's always important for us to talk about those messages and to kind of just remind people, like, for us, a lot of that is nonsense. And we want to encourage people to celebrate the differences. And, I mean, I think people know where we stand. We're against all of the concepts of a wall, the concepts of this division. It's, it's, it's a joke to us. But it's real. You know, people are affected by it. So I think that we tell ourselves, you know, stand strong, stay up, be proud. Um, and we're going to do what we do, which is, Make a record that's all in practically all in Spanish. Yeah. That's that's focusing on you know music of Jamaica that we're gonna yeah. play in you know the middle of Nebraska when we go play there next month. So it's all it's just what we do and what we find when we travel all over the world that most people are cool, most people are very are kind, most people want to have a job they like, raise their kids as well as they can, have some kind of safety, and all those dark places you see on the news like don't believe it. It's not the way most people are. Yeah. Most people are super cool no matter where you go. Yeah. And and we, but that's what we've experienced. And I think that we remind... Those travels have helped us kind of reinforce that and through experience. And I would encourage people to get out. Get out of your neighborhoods. Experience something different and be open to something else. That There's a lot of beauty in the world. And, and that's yeah. what we're focused on. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys for speaking out uh, yeah. as well. And I always admire artists who use that platform and... I want to talk about politics and we, I mean, you, we, we've been laughing about it but I mean, you can't laugh from, anymore it's it, so yeah, crazy the other day I was saying this it's like maybe if I was Norwegian this would be a great comedy like what's going because every day like honestly every like day. I watch the I watch the, the press conferences I used to never watch all of them yeah. but now they're so hot baby because it's like the dude <laughs> is such a jerk to everybody and yeah. the way they and it's like constant apology like he's the apologist in command of trying to like uh finagle the the trump the insanity and it doesn't make sense <laughs> to most people so it's always like you know two plus two equals three everybody i'm telling you two plus two is equal three and everybody's like no four asshole no it's three i tell you it's three you know it's like it's and, insane and, and it's kind of orwellian in a way uh kind of newspeak um yeah. But no, it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy scene. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. sad that whatever integrity I guess there was, as far as the press or whatever you saw on TV about our government, mm-hmm. it just it just really it really did turn into a reality show. Yeah, and everybody's watching it. I mean, and that's the strange thing to me. I think of all those news and all these shows are popular now because it's so chaotic. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I always wonder how much that feeds into. It's the same for your boy Bill O'Reilly. He yeah. lost his. Is highly. <laughs> it's that same. It's that same Later's chaos and loud voices that come out in every reality show. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like all of a sudden all the producers of of Housewives and of, so, of yeah. Washington D.C. have come out. You know, it's yeah. like we just you know have no fear and speak up and do whatever you can. Yeah. Enjoy yourself and celebrate your life. And what was that, Jimi Hendrix? Cool, you know. Wave your freak flag high, man. Yeah. I, Whatever. I, I mean, there's so much on uh, the plate, I think, of what's going on right now. For me, the only thing that really kind of resonates is, especially being from Southern California and from L.A., is just the the vibe of, like, uh, the ice raids and people, like, you know, having this kind of fear of, of deportation, mm-hmm. especially breaking up families. You know, um, there's been already, like, a couple of cases I've heard. 
through friends and through oh, people where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, they deported my dad and he's been here for 30 years and he's never done any fucking crimes. And, and, and um, that kind of thing kind of super bums me out and mm-hmm. resonates in a way where I'm like, you know, any way we can fucking combat that shit or any Definitely. way we can try to like stand up to that. And um, yeah, but, you know, because I mean... Tobato has a lot on his plate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's crazy, man. I heard Kid Rock's gonna be a head of FBI now. Yeah, makes Who? It. Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> For real. No, it was, he really you. announced it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know, if Kid Rock <laughs> says no, it's gonna be the catch me outside. How about that girl? Oh my god, stop! <laughs> They're gonna have that. She's gonna do it, eh? And then Ted Nugent. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're investigating your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Uh, also, Matli, check out their new album, Nonstop Jamaica to Ma- no Mexico, Mexico to, to Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Either way is cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.